Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Bonjour. Bonjour. (laughs) I'm so happy we're joining together transcending time and space in order to have a healing, a divine dialogue happening in the invisible. We are allowing ourselves to be lifted and shifted by this joining. We put the Holy Spirit in charge. (laughs) Can you tell I love to pray? I'm already starting with a blessing here. So, Let's take that breath of love and gratitude together and be so grateful and so thankful that we have infinite love, pure intelligence, divine wisdom and goodness already within us. And we're willing to unleash it. We're willing to stop playing small and living in lack and limitation. We are willing to shine the light that we bring. We are grateful and thankful that everything we need is within us. It's pre-installed. We are pre-approved. We are grateful and thankful to partner up with that higher Holy Spirit self and to rocket launch ourselves into higher consciousness. We are grateful to let go of the low vibrational thinking and to stand in the light of truth. In gratitude, we share the benefits with everyone. This is a time of healing and transformation, and we allow it to be fulfilled. And so it is. Amen. 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 Yes, how good it is (laughs) to join with you. (laughs) Thank you. All right, so the topic Spirit gave me this week is from Chapter 25. It's the title of Section 4, which is The Light You Bring. The Light You Bring. So let's see what our elder brother, teacher, master pastor... Jesus has to say to us yes he says minds that are joined and recognize they are can feel no guilt for they cannot attack and they rejoice that this is so seeing their safety in this happy fact their joy is in the innocence they see And thus they seek for it, because it is their purpose to behold it and rejoice. Everyone seeks for what will bring him joy as he defines it. It is not the aim as such that varies. Yet it is the way in which the aim is seen that makes the choice of means inevitable. And beyond the hope of change, Unless the aim is changed. Okay, so this is a little bit cryptic here. So let's let's take this into an easier realm of understanding. Everyone seeks for what will bring him joy as he defines it. Right? So seek not to change the world, but to change your mind about it. So we're we're not seeking outside of ourselves, but this is the natural inclination of the mind to be seeking, to be looking. And so, especially when we feel unfulfilled, right? We're looking outside of ourselves. We're looking for something. Now, I'm going to confess here that for a very long time, I had... I didn't know it, but I had trained my mind to seek for the things I didn't like. So my mind was filled with attack thoughts, and I was consistently seeking for the evidence that I wasn't loved. 
I was consistently seeking for the evidence that something was wrong with me, that I wasn't good enough, this constant seeking for what I don't like and don't want. This was my training to be a fault finder. And I talk with many of my brothers and sisters who feel the same way. We feel caught in this web of dark thinking. And the antidote is in the light that we bring. Yes, it is. So, if we seek, we will find. If we're seeking for pain and suffering, if we're seeking for distress, if we're seeking for what we don't like and what we don't want, we won't be satisfied till we find it. Even if we have to make something up. This is how the ego mind works. Because the attachment is to our own suffering and seeking for and finding what we don't like keeps that suffering going. Doesn't it continuously make us feel that we're not loved when over and over and over again what we are finding is unpleasantness, pain and suffering, and that our interpretation of it is going to be that we're not loved, we're not lovable. So the, the paragraph ends up this way. It says, And then the means are chosen once again, as what will bring rejoicing is defined another way and sought for differently. So what when we're fault-finding, what are we looking for? What are we looking with? We're looking with the expectation it will be easy to find the faults. And we rejoice to find them because then... We get to be right. Aha! I knew it. There was a pee under the mattress. I knew it. You don't really love me. I knew it. You think I'm an idiot. I knew it. I knew you were going to fire me. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. We get to be right. Now, let's see what else he has to say. Next paragraph, perception's basic law could thus be said, you will rejoice at what you see because you see it to rejoice. Aha. We are looking to be right. We're not going to be satisfied. We're not going to be happy till we're right. Somebody could give us cotton candy kittens and roses in a beautiful field with perfect weather. And no, we want to find the bugs that are biting and scratching and itching and because we do not feel worthy of the cotton candy and the kittens and all of the beautiful things that there are to experience in this world. We feel unworthy of all of that. So we are looking to find the pain, the suffering, so that we can be right. Aha! This is the way of perception. Perception's basic law. You will rejoice at what you see because you see it to rejoice. So, if you are like I used to be, the fault finder, always looking for the problem, always looking for the faults, always looking for what's not working, always looking for what I don't like, know that you can change your mind. You can go the other way. And that's what I've trained myself to do is go the other way because that way madness lies, because I'm tired of, I'm no longer interested in being unhappy. It's not my thing anymore. I don't resonate with it anymore. I don't want to sit in my dirty diaper anymore. And that was a decision I made. I didn't know how to get from being a fault finder, a chronic complainer, to rejoicing. I had no idea how to do that. But 
when you're willing, it will be revealed to you. First comes the willingness. First comes the willingness. So he says here, while you think that suffering and sin will bring you joy, so long will they be there for you to see. So if you're looking at the world and you're thinking, I don't like all this, I don't like it at all, I'm unhappy about all this, I'm miserable about all this, and look, there's a lot that we can complain about. There's a lot we can find fault with. But is that what we're interested in? Now, I can honestly tell you, one of the things that happened for me that when it initially appeared, I thought, oh, no, this is not good. But it turned out to be for my good. Everything works together for good. Let's not make any exceptions. So, um, and I'm sure I, I've told this story least once before in this podcast coming up on 500 episodes it's hard not to repeat things um so back in i believe it was 2000 i'm sure it was 2003 uh i told this not last year i think that my um anyway i won't tell the whole story just anyway my dish cable connection was taken down the landlord just decided, oh, that's it, take it down. I don't want it on the roof. I don't want to see it on the roof. I had no, nothing I could do. But I knew in that moment, this is the work of spirit. This is spirit saying, you don't need to watch television. You don't need to. And at that time, I was... Uh, really bothered by what was happening with the election and we were coming up towards the actual election and there was all the stuff about the weapons of mass destruction that whole lie and fabrication which I knew to be I believe to be a lie and so Spirit said, yeah, you don't need to focus on any of this. This is not for you to do. You don't need to stay up late watching television. This is not for you to do. So the only way after the dish was taken down that I could watch TV was I had to go rent a DVD because there was nothing else. I, I guess I could have paid for a different kind of cable service. Actually, I could have done that easily. But I knew Spirit was trying to help me out and say, Ixnay on the TV. <laughs> so I went along with Spirit's program. So sometimes when things are bothering us like that and we keep letting it bother us and letting it bother us, thinking that the answer is to change something in the world rather than to change our mind about the world, we're in trouble. We're in trouble. Our mind is in trouble. And it's time for us to go back to the beginning and change our mind now. And again, this is the sentence. While you think that suffering and sin will bring you joy, so long will they be there for you to see. So if we're looking at the world and getting bothered and more bothered, we're training ourselves to have our status quo be upset and that this is our normal state. But it's not normal and it's not natural. And it's time for us to change our mind and go the other way and have the fortitude to do whatever that takes. So it means if something your neighbor is doing is bothering you, don't look at your neighbor. Is something your coworker is bothering you, pray for yourself to change your mind. Give it to the Holy Spirit for healing. Say, Holy Spirit, I know it's not my neighbor that's bothering me. It's not my coworker that's bothering me. It's how I'm holding these things in my mind that's bothering me. And I'm willing to let that go. I am willing to see what God sees.
and be unbotherable. Not because I'm denying what I think and feel. I'm not making it important anymore. I'm willing to let go of making myself miserable. I'm so willing to do that. (laughs) And Spirit will help us out and provide. So that was a right thing that happened for me. It made a real difference in my life. Tuning out, and I canceled all my magazine subscriptions, which I had quite a few at the time, and I just said, I don't need this anymore. I don't need all this media input. And so I did a media fast for about a dozen years where I didn't listen to the news, I didn't read the news, I didn't get any magazines, I just canceled all of it. Yeah. So... And that really helped me to recalibrate. Now I can look at the news and see it as prayer requests. But actually, I'm very judicious about how I get the news. I read some newspapers lightly. I read the major stories, just even just a few paragraphs here and there, just to know what's going on and what to pray about and hold. But I'm not interested in being irritated and frustrated and upset about what's going on in the world. But I am interested in being an active participant in democracy. So I am interested in contacting my representatives and letting them know what I would like to be represented as. I am not interested in going to war and fighting. I am interested in diligently working for divine justice (laughs) and love and peace and joy in this world. So I used to think that suffering and sin would bring me joy, that my complaints would make me feel righteous and right. And it took me a very long time to realize, no, they're just upsetting me. And I don't need that anymore. Nothing is harmful or beneficial apart from what you wish. That is hard for most people to accept as true. Nothing is harmful or beneficial apart from what you wish. So do we wish to be right? Do we wish to find the flaws? Do we wish to see problems? That's what's harmful. Seeing love, extending love, holding love and light, that's beneficial. We get to decide where we're going to put our attention. He says, it is your wish that makes it what it is in its effects on you. So when we are affected in the sense that we're upset, we're angry, we're depressed, we're sad. What is the wish? We we need to train ourselves to be willing to see what the root cause is. And that we are the ones who are deciding what we're going to put our attention on. He says, because you chose it as a means to gain these same effects, believing them to be the bringers of rejoicing and joy. It's like some folks, because of how they were raised, because of past life experiences and the decisions that they've made in the past, they believe that... They deserve to be punished. And they are looking for all kinds of things to complain about. They are looking for the things that will make them feel like a victim because that is their comfort zone. I've been there. And if that's our comfort zone, constant complaining and victimhood, that is what we are thinking is going to make us happy, having clear path of victimhood. 
someone who's a perpetrator, someone that we can be the victim of. This is what we need. And we just keep it going and going and going. Now, here's an interesting sentence. Jesus says, Even in heaven does this law obtain. The Son of God creates to bring him joy, sharing his Father's purpose in his own creation, that his joy might be increased, and God's along with his. You, maker of a world that is not so, take rest and comfort in another world where peace abides. This world, so talking about the real world, this world you bring with you to all the weary eyes and tired hearts that look on sin and beat its sad refrain. From you can come their rest. Come all who are heavy laden. Come and rest. So the world we bring with us, this is where we can get the rest. So we seek the kingdom first because it's within. That's how we connect with the real world, through our heart. Jesus says, from you can arise a world that they will rejoice to look upon and where their hearts are glad. In you, there is a vision that extends to all of them and covers them in gentleness and light. And in this widening world of light, the darkness that they thought was there is pushed away until it is but distant shadows, far away, not long to be remembered, as the sun shines them to nothingness. Okay, so, let's go there now. Let's not wait. Let's not delude ourselves into thinking that we have to earn this world of light, this widening world of light. We don't have to earn it. It's already been given to us. Seek first the kingdom which is within. It's already in us. We do not have to seek for it. Not for one second. So let's allow it to be revealed in our mind. We do have to, though, give up all our attachments to a world that bothers us, to a world we don't like, to a world that we complain about and that feels like it's filled with sinners. So we do have to be willing to look at our brothers and sisters and say, you are the light. You are the light. I am the light. We are the light. That's it. We've got to be willing to make that leap in order to arrive at the destination of joy, true joy. And now the last sentence in this paragraph, which is paragraph three, again, we're in chapter 25, section four, the light you bring. He says, and all their evil thoughts and sinful hopes, their dreams of guilt and merciless revenge and every wish to hurt and kill and die will disappear before the sun you bring. Remember, Jesus tells us all are called. All are called. We are called to shine the light. We are called to redeem ourselves and our brothers and sisters by shining the light that we already have pre-installed. Now is the time of our awakening. Now is the time of our healing. Let us not be delayed so that we can spend another day complaining. Let's allow the higher Holy Spirit self to retrain our mind so that all that we see is love, light, and perfection. Yes, 
Next paragraph begins, Would you not do this for the love of God and for yourself? I know for me, in this time that we're in right now, I, I find myself praying many times a day, how can I serve the light more clearly? How can I be more loving? And I get answers. I do get answers. I get answers in the form of clarity about relationships and opportunities, conversations, class topics, podcast topics, all these kinds of things. So I just keep asking, asking and asking, how can I serve more clearly, more fully, more joyfully? Yes, I'm interested in us all realizing this eternal, infinite joy that's already ours. Oh my goodness, it is time for us to take a break. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and you are listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio, where we are living the love, we're walking the talk, and I'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. And we're back. Thank you for coming back and joining with me. Oh, so uh, one thing I would just like to mention, make a couple of quick announcements here. I'm getting ready to do my Stop Playing Small online retreat again in the middle of March. It's uh, over the course of a couple of weekends, and it's totally online. It is one of the most successful things that I've done that's uh, fairly short. I love doing Stop Playing Small Retreat in person. Right now, not able to do that, so we're doing it online, and that begins on March 12th. So it's three hours a day. There are eight days, and people from all over the world have joined us in the past and gotten so much benefit from it. So please, if you feel like you're playing small, living in limitation and living in frightened life or you're feeling like you're just kind of stuck, you have a lot of resistance and reluctance to move forward with the things that are important to you, if you feel like you're blocking the flow of love, Stop Playing Small, my online retreat is perfect to bring on a breakthrough. The other thing I'd like to tell you is that our Sundays with Spirit, these weekend gatherings are just so great. So it's Sunday afternoon for about 90 minutes. We've got some wonderful folks coming up, and we've had wonderful folks who've already been. If people like John Mundy and Lisa Natoli and Corinne Zepko and Freedom Cartwright and... um Oh, just so many, so many wonderful speakers and teachers. I do a healing meditation pretty much every week. Sometimes I'm the speaker. We've got Cindy Laura Renard coming up, Mark Anthony Lord coming up, lots of great people coming up. So John Mundy's coming back, and these are just an off, a wonderful opportunity. David Hoffmeister, oh, I have to ask David to come back. And so come and join us. These are really just tremendous opportunities for us to have so much healing and transformation in uh, a celebration of spirit. So it's all free. You do have to register, though. Okay, those are my announcements. So let's go back to the light that you bring, the light that we bring. So talking here about how powerful our light is. So I'm going to read this last paragraph again. You, maker of a world that is not so, take rest and comfort in another world where peace abides. So that's where we really live. This world you bring with you 
to all the weary eyes and tired hearts that look on sin and beat its sad refrain. So this is how we're truly helpful in this world, is we bring the knowledge of the real world to our brothers and sisters. And he says, from you can come their rest. From you can rise a world where they will rejoice to look upon and where their hearts are glad. Now, I have to say, this is my experience. First, I accepted the atonement for myself. First, I was willing to accept the unity of all life. Even though I wasn't living as though it was true all the time, even though I fell down every single day, I made that commitment to live from a place of knowing the unity of all life. I was willing. And so I took that willingness and I began to share it. And this is what he says now. He says, in you there is a vision that extends to all of them and covers them in gentleness and light. And in this widening world of light, the darkness that they thought was there is pushed away until it is but distant shadows, far away, not long to be remembered, and as the sun shines them to nothingness. So this is what I'm seeing And I have uh, all kinds of proof of this, that this is the truth and this is how it works. Because I have all these wonderful people in Masterful Living who, when they started, some, not all, uh, really felt like they were in a dark place. They felt really alone and lonely. Some people just wanted to have a better connection with spirit, maintain that connection, right? There's all kinds of folks in Masterful Living, in Finding Freedom, in our community. But essentially, because we join together with the same desire to know the truth, to live the truth, to escape from the shadows, to remember the light of our being, this is what we're experiencing. The sun shines the shadows to nothingness. And all their evil thoughts and sinful hopes, and these words evil and sinful are in quotes because Jesus doesn't believe that uh, there's evil Really, I love the definition of evil that Ernest Holmes gave us in the Science of Mind textbook. He said, evil is that which appears to be destructive. So everything works together for good, but that which appears to be destructive could be defined as evil. So the evil thoughts, the sinful hopes, their dreams of guilt and merciless revenge and every wish to hurt and kill and die will disappear before the sun you bring. This is what I witness happening. And it's happening for me too. So we're doing it together. And this is so much better than doing anything on our own. So many spiritual students I know, not just because of the pandemic, but all over for many years have told me they were like me in that they would hide in the darkness. They would isolate because they didn't want anybody to see them self-medicating, self-sabotaging. They wanted it to be hidden. So if we're willing, spirit will provide. If we're willing, Spirit will show us how to see the light of our being so that we can walk in the world in this way. I didn't know how, but I was willing to be that vehicle. If we decide God provides, right? It's up to us to invoke the power of decision. And here's what he says. I love this in paragraph four. Would you not do this for the love of God and for yourself? For think what it would do for you. 
Your evil thoughts, so-called evil thoughts, that haunt you now will seem increasingly remote and far away from you. So let me just testify again that when I began this work, the constant belief that I was seeing outpictured in the world all over the place was that there was something wrong with me. I had a strong belief that there was something wrong with me. Very strong. It was a key part of my false identity. And I determined to be of service to the light. I determined, I decided to start working as a spiritual counselor. And in the process of doing that, I, fulfilling my commitment as a spiritual counselor, I was willing to see my clients in their perfection, in their wholeness, in their beauty, in, and in their magnificence. I was willing and ready, so willing, so ready to see the wholeness and the perfection in my brothers and sisters who came before me, even though sometimes I was still judging them. What I would do is I'd be saying to the Spirit, I'm not interested in these judgments. They're not true. They have no place in my mind. I will not entertain them. I will not think about them. I will not look for evidence to support them because this is completely false. I see only the light. I see only the beauty. I see only the magnificence. I see only that which is true. Everything that's false dissipates, dissolves from my view. I see what's true. Everything false fades from my view. Over and over, day after 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 year after year. Retraining my mind to see what was true. To give up my attachment to that which was false. Training, training, training. Still doing it, but now it's not exhausting. Now there's not a lot of falsehoods left. Still find them. Still still finding them. And that's okay with me. Because when I find them, I'm like, yippee! Here's another one. Another one bites the dust. Mm, another one bites the dust. Oh, oh! <laughs> Call out the queen. Yes! So that became the story of my glory, which I share with you, and I inspire others to do it, who are now inspiring others to do it, who are now inspiring others to do it. This is the bandwagon that we can ride on. Oh, and it's, it's hard to believe that we can really let go of the shame of being Intensely judgmental, unkind spiritual students harboring all these habits of lack, attack, limitation, and separation. But we can. We really, really can. And I am here to shout it from the rooftops, from the mountaintops, that we can. We can do this. We are doing this. It is happening now. This is our path of glory. Would you not do this for the love of God and for yourself? And we answer, yes, I am doing it. It's happening now. So he says, for think what it would do for you. Your evil thoughts that haunt you now will seem increasingly remote and far away from you. And they go further and further off. Because the sun in you has risen, that they may be pushed away before the light. They lingle for a while, a little while, in twisted forms too far away for recognition and are gone forever. This is what I'm experiencing. Yes, 
I do have the memories and I can see little bits of residue mirrored back to me in certain relationships of feeling unworthy and feeling not good enough, feeling like something's wrong with me. But here's what I don't experience. I don't experience the punch to the gut that I used to feel. I don't feel the knife in the heart that I used to feel. I don't feel like I have to take to my bed. I just go, oh, I see you residue. I see you distant memory from the past. I see you false belief from far, far away. Mm -hmm. Yeah, not believing you anymore. Not entertaining you anymore, not thinking you anymore, not giving you room in my head anymore. And this is how we do it. This is how we do it. So they linger for a while, a little while, in twisted forms too far away for recognition and are gone forever. And in the sunlight, you will stand in quiet, in innocence, and wholly unafraid. And from you will the rest you found extend, so that your peace can never fall away and leave you homeless. Let me read that again. It's beautiful. And in the sunlight, you will stand in quiet in innocence, and wholly unafraid. And from you will the rest you found extend, so that your peace can never fall away and leave you homeless. Those who offer peace to everyone have found a home in heaven the world cannot destroy, for it is a large enough to hold the world within its peace. Those who offer peace to everyone, let's be in that number. Oh, it's song day. I'm thinking, I know it's time of Mardi Gras, uh, Fat Tuesday and all that. Uh, And so... Think of this, when the saints go marching in, I want to be in that number. Oh, when the saints go marching in, I want to be in. I haven't heard that song in a long time. So let's be in that number. Those who offer peace to everyone have found a home in heaven the world cannot destroy. We ask, how can we get to that place of having a peaceful mind, standing in the light? Here it is. Offer peace to everyone. Offer peace to everyone. Not so complicated. To have, give all to all. Who would you not offer peace to so that you have to deny it to yourself? Huh? <laughs> And here's the final paragraph. In you is all of heaven. Boom. Every leaf that falls is given life in you. Every leaf that falls is given life in you. Each bird that ever sang will sing again in you. And every flower that ever bloomed has saved its perfume and its loveliness for you. What this makes me think of is that passage in the Bible that says, when you're born of the Spirit, when you're reborn of the Spirit, then all the years the locusts have eaten will be given back to you. And I remember feeling that way, really strongly feeling that way that all the years the locusts had eaten were given back to me. And how did that come to me, that experience? It was through exactly this, being willing to offer peace to everyone, even the people that had seemed to betray me, even the people that seemed to work against me, to hurt me, offering peace to them. 
offering love to them, offering nothing but love. Because the love is all I have to give. So that was quite a switch for me because I used to be a very vengeful person. And so I've always loved movies and stories of redemption because it felt so elusive to me. How am I ever going to get redeemed? I, who am so focused on revenge, how could I ever get redeemed? But it is the gift that I gave to myself by means of the Holy Spirit through my willingness to do the spiritual practice of extending peace to everyone. And then what happened for me was I broke down, and this happened many times, broke down, I would break down sobbing, just sobbing because I was so, so grateful for everything that ever happened to me. All the painful, hurtful things, the death, the destruction, the unkindness, all of it I was grateful for. Because I knew, I knew, I knew in that moment that I could extend peace to everyone, that I could take what I had learned and experienced and what I had taught that was not happy. I could take all of it and harvest the learning because I had forgiven myself for my debts and my trespasses. That's where freedom lies. That's how freedom rings in our heart. Yes. Teach only love, because that is what we are. All right. He goes on here. What aim can supersede the will of God and of his son, that heaven be restored to him for whom it was created as his only home. So in other words, what could supersede? What wish could we have? What what aim, what desire, what goal could we have that would supersede the will of God, which is also our will, that heaven be restored to us? Heaven was created for us. It is our home, created for us by our Mother, Father, God. We are the prodigal returning home. Jesus says, nothing before and nothing after it. No other place, no other state, nor time. Nothing beyond, nor near earth, nothing else in any form. This can you bring to the world and all the thoughts that entered it and were mistaken for a little while. How better could your own mistakes be brought to truth than by your willingness to bring the light of heaven with you as you walk beyond the world of darkness into light. Oh, this is so beautiful. How better could your own mistakes be brought to truth than by your willingness to bring the light of heaven with you as you walk beyond the world of darkness into light? Well, this is the joy I feel, my friend. This is the story of the glory that is real for us. So by extending love, by extending peace, holding peace in our mind for every being, especially those who despitefully use us, especially for those who we would like to convict, especially for those we would like to punish. I'm, I'm so clear that the lowest thoughts we can have that drag us down and everything about our life with it is thoughts of shame and thoughts of revenge. Oh, they bring us down and we cannot entertain them. First of all, we can't feel ashamed unless we're in judgment. And nobody can shame us unless we agree to their judgments. 
and we do not have to agree because we have free will and dominion over our mind. Now, thoughts of revenge are what happens when we say, God is not real, God is not here, God does not love me, so I must take matters into my own hand, and I must punish and seek revenge, because God is not here to do it for me. And we throw back to the laws of chaos that I talked about last year. Revenge, punishment, this is the way of the ego. There is no punishment in God. There is no revenge in God. There is only love. God's way is to teach through correction. And this is why correction can be so joyful. When we take responsibility, it can be so joyful. When we're grateful for even that which has been painful, we can move into ecstasy, literal spiritual ecstasy because of our spiritual practice. Oh, it's so beautiful. It is so, so beautiful. So the light in us is very, very powerful. And if we feel like we're victims and we feel weak, we are denying the light within us. And there's no good that can come from that. It is the cause of our own sorrow, and we can lay it aside, let it go, now and forever. This is our time of awakening. Now, this now. Yes, yes, yes. Hey, I would like to thank all the people that make donations and contributions, and I so appreciate you. I so appreciate those who also make a contribution in terms of writing a positive review from wherever you get your podcast downloads from. Uh, Also, if you're listening on YouTube, because we have so many episodes at YouTube with closed captioning so that the hearing impaired can read it that way. We also have many many of these episodes transcribed. So thank you for all your contributions that make it possible. You can make donations at jenniferhadley.com, livingacourseofmiracles.com. Let's pray. So grateful and thankful to open our hearts and minds to the healing power of love active in us, the light within us. We share with everyone because we're one with them. We let it be, and so it is. Amen, amen, amen. Mwah. 